off the ball. It's not okay for him to be fine in a test match like that. It's a fulcrum position where everything runs through nine and ten. You don't get to be fine in in matches like that where you start. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, Jacques Nienaber on the influence of Razio Rasmus's ban ahead of the Springboks test with England. The latest injury news from Munster and Stephen Ferris on the World Rugby Player of the Year. But first, Mac Hansen is likely to miss Connacht's URC derby with Munster on Saturday. The winger is nursing a thigh injury sustained in Ireland's win over Australia at the weekend. But Bundiaki, Finley Bielham and Kean Prendergast will all be in contention for that Thoman Park trip, having returned from Ireland duty injury-free. Centre Shane Bolton could also make a first appearance of the season, but Tiernan O'Halloran and Sean Masterson miss out with respective hip and Achilles problems. Bolton has missed the first portion of the season as he recovers from pectoral surgery. Front row pair Peter Dooley and Dominic Robertson-McCoy are also back in the fold. And Andy Friend was asked today how he's allowed to use his returning Irish contingent. The the only stipulation on those boys, there's from an IFU point of view, there's nine games, there's a 10-game block, but that 10th game will be the week leading into their Six Nations camp. So for the next nine games... Um, those Irish players are uh, allowed to play seven. So there is a, um, we have to rest them at, at various stages, but, but, but there's been no uh, demand on, on when they are to rest. That's really up to us. Is that a change? Is it that there was a time, I think, they used to have to rest from the first game at least, but now it's completely in Connacht's control. Yeah, I think it, it is a change, mate. You're right. We, we used to, um, and, and I think that may well come back, could, could come back again, but certainly coming out of this block, uh, the guidance we've been given there is they can play seven of the next nine and, and we can pick and choose when they are. Today was the first time Friend had been before the media since his decision to leave Connacht at the end of this season was made public. Their director of rugby was asked if, when he arrived in 2018, he envisaged a five-year stay. No, I, I didn't, mate. Um Having been around rugby for a long time, when you sign a three-year contract, you're not even guaranteed the first three years. So uh, I, I certainly wasn't envisaging five years. Um, when Willie uh, offered me a two-year extension, um, it was a pretty easy decision because we love our time here and we've loved our time here. Um, but it was also at that time when I said, well, if I do stay on for the next two years, Willie, that'll be it. So... Uh, but yeah, five years later, or four and a half years at the minute, um, loved every moment of it and uh, and really want to see these last six months out and, and hopefully finish playing the best footy that we've played. Connacht had managed to put together back-to-back wins in the URC before the Autumn Internationals intervened. As they seek a third win in a row, Friend was asked today what he expects from Munster in Limerick on Saturday night. Yeah, pretty much what you normally get from Munster. Like they're a, they're a very proud team. They're a very dogged team. They're a very physical team. Um, yeah, they like to try and squeeze you at at, uh, at their end of the football field. Um, so if, you, if you're not disciplined, you're going to play a lot of a lot of rugby defending malls in in your uh, in your defending twenty two, or they'll be kicking three points. So um, you can see that they're trying to play a different brand of footy this year, which which is a credit to their coaches, I think. Um, but there's also the old monster there too, where they they'll kick and they'll kick smartly and and they'll put you under pressure. So yeah, there's a there's a lot to a lot to absorb when you're when you're trying to preview a monster side. All we know is, you know, when we've had success down there, we've we've turned up there physically and we've played our, our style of rugby and we've we've been accurate. And if we can do that on, on Saturday, we put ourselves in a good position. 
Now, the Munster themselves, and they're hopeful that Joey Carberry can play some part in that Connacht game. The out-half is observing the return to play protocols, having suffered a head injury against Fiji, but Munster hope he will be training fully by the week's end. Antoine Frisch will also return to full training this week, with a scan revealing his thigh problem is not as bad as first feared. Keith Earls, Sean Klein and Liam Coombs are also in the running to play on Saturday night, but Keenan Knox will miss the game at Thoman Park with a knee injury. Now to the ever-entertaining Springbok camp as they prepare for this weekend's test with England at Twickenham. The box finally got a first win of the autumn window last weekend when they beat Italy by 63 points to 21 in Genoa. But talk of Razio Rasmus has again dominated the build-up to this Saturday's game with England and Springbok's head coach Jacques Nienaber was asked today if Erasmus's ban for his social media activity has been a distraction. Uh, from our side, we, we focus on the rugby uh, you know, and I, I guess there will probably be a lot of questions about uh, about the ban, and and for me as a coach, um, yes, I don't want to go into those those things. I probably focus on rugby more more than not. But um, yeah, for us, that's a tight knit unit and uh, a tight knit team, and 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 even can uh, uh, I mean everybody knows exactly what's going on. We're open and transparent to everybody, and for us, that probably holds. Uh, that knows all the facts, you know. It it sometimes uh, for us, if uh, it's it's, um, uh, I don't want to say disappointing. Uh, what would the right word be? Uh, it sometimes for us, uh, maybe disappointing is the right word. You know, when when there's only certain facts that go out, you know, and then people from the outside uh, uh, will will, which is right, which obviously they only have those facts available. They they form opinion and and give an opinion on, on something that happened. And uh, obviously they don't know all the facts. And uh, so, yeah, it is quite sad that uh, uh, and if, if you think about it, that uh, I think if all the facts are out there, that people probably will form a, a different opinion. But like I rightly say, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I don't want to get involved in this. Uh, but for us as a group, players, management, staff members within the Springbok team, we know about everything. We're transparent. We share everything with the players. And we know all the facts. And, and unfortunately, um, yes, uh, things went uh, that way. But for us, the main thing is to focus on the rugby and to make sure that we, we prepare our players mentally uh, uh, um, uh, to be ready for uh, a big test uh, um, on, uh, against England on Saturday. On the playing side of things, Nee Neighbour has made four changes to his side for that England test. Wayne McCosley, Mapimpi, second row Eben Etzebeth, centre Jesse Creel and number eight Evan Rose all come in in place of Cheslin Colby, Andre Esterheisen, Salman Murat and Jasper Visa. On the English side of things, back rower Jack Willis has been omitted from Eddie Jones' squad of 26 for that spring box test. He had come off the bench in last week's draw with the All Blacks. And finally, a word on World Rugby's Player of the Year, Josh van der Flaer. You can hear Brian O'Driscoll's assessment of that award elsewhere in the OTB rugby feed. He spoke to Will O'Callaghan today. And van der Flaer's fellow flanker, Stephen Ferris, was asked about the award by Chair on this morning's OTB AM. It's a remarkable achievement for Josh van der Flaer because... You know, frequently it's the nines and tens, it's the try scores, or it's like the very flashy players. But sometimes, as you know, back rowers don't get all the credit they deserve. Josh van der Fleer finally getting the credit. Yeah, definitely. Especially when they make the most tackles, they make the most carries, they make the most turnovers. Um, they probably train more than anybody. So, uh, yeah, what an achievement from him. I think he's been so durable as well this year. Um, just seems to be playing on the edge all the time, but it's just, you know, turns it out week in and week out. And I think the reason, one of the main reasons why his name is is now on that 
of being the World Player of the Year is because he's been the most consistent player for me. He's been extraordinary for Ireland. Um, anytime he's playing for Leinster, he's been you know man of the match or, ne- or nearly thereabouts. Um, and all credit to him. I met Josh. I've met him a handful of times, obviously, but met him what five or six years ago. You know, quite a nice, quiet fella. Um, he's talked about. He hasn't talked about himself, but when he accepted this award, he just talked about everybody else that's had help him get there. And I think, you know, he'd be very, very proud and his family as well be very, very proud. But what a player. Um, I wish I had, a, had the opportunity to play alongside somebody like Josh van der Fleer because he, he would have made a few of my tackles for me, Jer. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed and to leave all of your positive feedback. My name is Richie McCormick and I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.